Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Good evening. Uh, yeah, and it is evening. We are recording uh, today uh, quite late because Rob was uh, held up at work. Um, and uh, this is episode 102 now, Rob, so yeah. we're... We're well in. We're well into our new century, Rob. Yeah. And uh, we can be found on our website, which is www.lapodcast.net. We are on Facebook at www.facebook.com. We are on Twitter at, at LAPodcast. We're on Tumblr at LAPodcast.tumblr.com. And we're on iTunes. And from our website or iTunes, you can download all of our previous episodes. You know, you can stream them. You can do whatever the hell you want with them because they're for you for free. As we said before, the, these are our uh, intellectual properties, so please don't pass them off as your own. We will find you. Um, well, good luck if you want to try and pass it off as your own. I don't know why anybody would want to do that. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, but, I don't uh, think anyone's attempted that so far. I don't think it's about to start anytime soon. Well, there soon. could be. There could be a Chinese person in China who <laughs> pretends this is his podcast and has a cult following and makes lots of money, Rob. But it's doubtful, but it's a possibility. Yeah, it's true. Um, before we start this podcast, Rob... Um, uh, for anybody who wants to know, we are uh, recording today on the 9th of June, and uh, some very sad news today. Rick Mail passed away at 56 years old, and uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Rick Mail is a British actor, comedian, who starred in numerous television shows such as The Young Ones, Filthy Rich and Cat Flap, The New Statesman. Um, and many others. He was, he was Lord you probably, missed, you probably missed the most important of that list, which is bottom, of course. No, no, I was getting there. Oh, okay. I was about to say he played Lord Flashart in uh, uh, Blackadder, brilliantly. Yep. Uh, but not with... Uh, well, I was building up to it, Robin. You kind of ruined I it. I apologise. But that, for me, the most important thing that he did was bottom because when I was when it when that first series started Rob I think I was about 11 or 12 I just mm. started secondary school and I remember it starting and weirdly I missed the first episode we didn't have iPlayer back then to catch up on it I missed the first episode but caught it later on because somebody recorded it so the first episode I ever saw was, ep- was episode 2 of series 1 fantastic which is The Gas Man and uh, that that to me, when you look at the annals of British comedy, that episode is right up there with anyth- as good as anything you will ever see. Absolutely, I mean that whole first series, Rob, was brilliant. Yeah, but, absolutely. But ga- the Gas Man, I remember sitting on my bed, and it was the first time I'd ever seen anything like this. And I, I do recall struggling, and I might have even wet myself. I can't remember. <laughs> All I do know is like spilled a cup of tea completely over my bed. Maybe that's where the. Uh, the bit getting confused is wetting oneself comes in. I remember I drenched the mattress in tea. I, well, I mean, as graphic as that was, uh, and then obviously whether that was tea or piss, I mean, unfortunately... It might have been a combination of both. Well, possibly. Maybe if I drunk the tea, I would have pissed it out. Yeah, that's true. But I have to say, I mean, I think because of Rick Mauer, it's one of the reasons that I, I sort of... I mean, uh, my love of comedy is, is sort of quite far-reaching. I mean, Alex and I have discussed, you know, comedy from across, you know, even across the pond. I mean... Yeah. But for me, Rick Mel was a was a comedy hero, and it generally saddened by his loss. Yeah, um, very shocking that, and so young, and we don't know exactly what happened yet. But I'm sure we'll find out in the fullness of time. But very very sad news. Now, Rob, moving on with uh, our podcast, and uh, so I guess in a way we can dedicate this podcast to his uh, to his comedy, and hopefully, absolutely. if he's listening somewhere, he will enjoy it. Um, I'm sure he's got better things to be doing in the afterlife than listening to local anesthetic <laughs> podcasts. But listening to an, uh, an amateurish comedy podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you never know, Rob. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a possibility. Mm. Now, Rob, this week I'm going to do something unusual, and this has happened not through any design. It's happened through me looking through all the stories I've been amassing and noticing a theme between many of them, and that is that without fail, Rob, every story I read you this week 
is going to be bird-related. Oh, God, right, okay. And I'm talking birds as in, not women. Not women, as in, you know, flying, domestic uh, Ancestors, birds. yeah, 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 yeah. Ancestors of, uh, of dinosaurs, relatives. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. That's, that's, that's what we're going to be talking about here. Fascinating. Yeah, they're all, seriously, they're all bird-related, Rob. So to kick us off, Rob, would you like to see a picture, and I'm sure you would, what, I mean, why, what, what sort of person wouldn't, but would you like to see a picture, Rob, of... A large bird using the zebra crossing. <laughs> uh, Which yeah, I believe is, sure. a, is a heron. There's the picture. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, that is a heron using a zebra crossing. It's a pity it wasn't a pelican. Yes. On a pelican crossing. That's very true. Did Actually, a pelican on a zebra crossing and the caption could have been, Oi, didn't you know this was a zebra crossing? Get it? I do, Alex, yes. Yeah, would, yes, would make a good card. Yeah. Sort of one of those humorous cards, you know. I mean, I think humorous is, is pushing it, but... Uh... Uh, don't belittle me, Rob. <laughs> On the, that from the News Shopper. It's by Dan Keel, and the headline is Large Bird Spotted Using Zebra Crossing in Thamesmead. And basically what I've just showed, Rob, is a picture of a heron strutting Beatles-esque up from Abbey Road across a... across a. Maybe they were doing an impersonation of Abbey Road. Possibly. Yeah, although they kind of forgot their mates. Um, but the, and also, the, it's not Abbey Road. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing to read out about that story, Rob. Apart from uh, <laughs> that a, surprise me. Apart from one comment by Lord Righteous, which I quite enjoyed, who just said, "How strange! I too saw a large bird using the crossing in Orpington. She had just come out of Weatherspoons and had juicy written on her fat backside." <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, Rob. Um, that was a kind of happy-esque, I guess, the bird was getting... You know, why did the heron cross the road? You know, until we could think of some jokes about that, I can't right now. Um, Dan Keel, again, has another bird-related story right. from the new shopper from the 31st of May. And this is a bit of a sad one, Rob. It was just a certain turn of phrase in the article that caught Have we eye. clarified that he's not the, the, the new shopper's bird? Bird reporter. He, yeah. could be, could be the bird specialist. Um, this is a headline, Rob, a sombre tone now. Right. RSPCA appeal after Thamesmead thugs destroy, in quotes, swan's nest and kill mother. Oh. And that is the swan's mother, not their mother. I, just I, to be clear. Maybe just me. Because that would be... That, I wouldn't read that out if that was a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, they killed destroy their mum Destroy well. Thamesmead mother. Yeah. <laughs> no, they killed the swans and they killed their mum. Anyway, thugs appear to have destroyed a swan's nest in Thamesmead and killed the mother bird. It was that phrase. Horrific. Horrific. Killed the mother bird. New shoppers received multiple reports of youngsters being seen throwing rocks at a mute swan's nest in South Mere Lake on Wednesday. A? Yeah, they were throwing rocks. Um, a mute swan's nest. How did they know the swan was moot? No, mute? No, that is a species of swan. Oh, is but, it? But I was going to make a joke out of it myself, which again, you've kind of ruined, because oh, I was yeah. going to say, <laughs> you know... Damn kids, you know, if you're going to throw rocks at a swan, don't throw it at one that's mute. That's just taking the piss, isn't it? You know, picking on the disabled and all of that. Yeah. But anyway, it's kind of being ruined now. Anyway. <laughs> it appears to... Actually, do you just want to leave and no, I'll do this on, I'll my, back. I'll do this on my own? <laughs> I'll come back for 103. It appears the female adult swan was killed and the eggs destroyed, destroyed in the alleged attack. Chris Waite, who took this picture, would you like to see the picture? Oh, it's, it's a very sad picture. Would you like to see a picture of a destroyed swan's nest with various possibly swan detritus lying around it. Would you like to see them? Sure. Yeah. You're enjoying these pictures, aren't you? Describe uh, it for them. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it, it's a swan's nest with, as Alex said, various detritus, which could be... It could just be litter. Uh, and there's two eggs in the middle. I mean, it's, it's a very sad sight. <laughs> it is. Chris Waite, who took this picture, posted on Facebook, just sickening. Why throw rocks at swan's eggs? No need for this at all. The mother swan is also dead. 
well done at Southmore Lake. There's this image of him picking over the, the, the nest, and he's like, yep, there's the mother swan. How do you know what the mother... How do you know it's the mother swan? It could have been the babysitter swan. Maybe mother swan has <laughs> popped, to, popped to Iceland, not the country, the supermarket, or maybe she was crossing a zebra crossing somewhere, and it was the babysitter swan, or maybe it was the auntie, maybe it was the uncle. How does he know it was the mother swan? It's mm, a good question. Although I've got... I've it's not a good this... question, Rob. It's, just, it's, it's, it's a tedious question I've just asked. Yeah, that's true. I've got this impression of him sort of finding the bird's nest and it's just absolutely distraught, but down on both knees, sort of holding a lot of two eggs <laughs> and crushing them as a yolk drips from his hands. <laughs> no! Um, some comments on this story, Rob. Um, oh, I'd hope so. These are classics. Um, Caskmaster simply says this, um, I was horrified on Thursday to see this destruction. My wife and I had been taking our grandson on frequent visits to see the swan and eggs. It's sort of bizarre it's a boring day out, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, we're going to see the swan again. <laughs> frequent, Rob. You know, you've seen it once, I understand, but why are you keeping going? And this makes me suspicious of this man, no? Surely he is suspect number one. <laughs> I'm thought it that way, Or yeah. I think the common term is prime suspect. Yeah. Um, anyway, he enjoyed feeding her and waiting for the great day the eggs hatched. So can you imagine the momentous day, Rob? <laughs> That's what he would have done. What you just said, he would have picked up the eggs on the day right before they're about to hatch and just squished them. <laughs> no one again saying, see, son, that's what life really is. Life begins and life ends. Yeah, this will teach you not to look forward to anything. <laughs> anyway, this too, my, this to my knowledge is the second time this has happened at Southmere Lake. And I'm not sure how, but I think we should offer these birds more protection. If anyone can help with information on these thugs, they need help. Or at least they will do if I catch them. Pass any info to the police. This is a hateful and disturbing crime. I agree, Alex. That was a hateful and disturbing comment. Mm. Uh, Reasonable75 says... Remember, this commenter's name is Reasonable, Rob. Brilliant. Half term, I expect the little thugs were bored, got nothing to do in it. So they go out to get their kicks by vandalism and killing animals. Even if they get caught, despite what the ISPCA say, they'll get a slap on the wrist. I like vandalism and killing animals for an episode title, Rob. Yeah. (laughs) That's beautiful. You're not going to forget that anytime soon, are you? South London bird, Rob says. Oh, brilliant. Prepare yourself. I cannot believe what this country is turning out to these days. What on earth is going on with the brains of these feral scum? They must be totally brain dead by the sounds of things. I do hope the RSPCA and other authorities are going to try and start tightening up on procedures to protect these and all, in caps, other creatures' safety. And I'm not referring to the feral scum here. No, they don't deserve protecting you. <laughs> it's so upsetting to see how humans could be so brutal and darn right nasty towards innocent creatures in this day and age. I hope karma comes back to kick these little gits up the backside with a massive 12 and keep on kicking them. Right. Okay. Leveled. Reasonable. Nice. I love this comment, Rob. Martin, 1979, he wades into this sort of, these rants with a fairly reasonable comment here, a, a sombre comment, a reflective comment, a thoughtful comment. An odd comment. He just says, so why didn't the people who witnessed it happening call the police? Swans mate for life, so the male will probably die. <laughs> so in his world, Dad gets home to the nest, sees, sees this carnage, and he goes and throws himself off a, uh, a high tree, I guess, or a uh, maybe throws himself into a bush like that swan. Oh, that's you heard a story that of a swan that died by hitting a bush. Yes, that's true. The wind, wind. A gust of wind flew into a bush. But maybe he'll go and jump off the, the, the you know, the, a high bridge or a high building. It's a possibility. I mean, it seems what would he have to do? Would he have to tie his wings together or sort of to stop himself from instinctively flying? I think that's what you can do. How yeah. does a bird commit suicide? Do you know what? That's just what I was thinking. No, how how would you commit suicide if you were a bird? I mean, could you drown? No, they could, they could get out of that. Yeah, no, drowning. I, I think you'd have to chipper, fly yourself into a chipper. I mean, quite horrific, but... Fly yourself effective. into a helicopter. <laughs> 
The rotor blades. Bird strike. Absolutely, Alex. Straight into a... But then he might take down the helicopter. A jet engine. It would be a selfish act, though, because you mm. could cause, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that uh, the birds will experience that much, you know, selfish feelings. Right. <laughs> um, uh, BMG Pet says, if they catch them, they should be made to stand against the wall and let animal lovers throw rocks at them. Oh, Ooh. swans balloon... <laughs> Do you want to say something? Sorry. Like <laughs> yeah. So death by stoning. So they killed a swan by yeah. So they have killed should, a swan yeah, with stones. An eye for an eye, Rob. Uh, well, yeah, okay. And then the death good. penalty applies. Yes, mm. all because because they do follow this up, Rob. All swans belong to the queen. Something has to be done about these waste of space scum. I'm not sure if she's talking about the royal family there. <laughs> I thought I she was talking about the royal family. It's not very nice. Was it? And also, it's fair to say that not all swans. It's a, a specific type of uh, specific breed belong to the queen. Not all swans. Waste of Space Scum's also a good episode. Mm. Um, Gorgeous Gussie says, Horrible, but what's with the inverted commas in the story title around the words destroy and kill? Either the nest was destroyed or it wasn't. Either the swan was killed or it wasn't. Get your grammar straight, new shopper. It's a good point. The pizza doesn't like the nest has been destroyed. It just looks like it's got a bit dirty. Bevan Girl says, Yes, yes, BMG pets. Let animal lovers get hold of the morons. I'm not a young person. But God, I would give him a good hammering if I got hold of the brainless little twits. I like we it. Mu- she, when she said hammering, she literally meant hammering. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> we must have more detention centres to throw them in. And I don't mean centres where they have computers, TVs and all home comforts. I hope they need help one day. Compassionate people around here, Rob. Rip Ripnituk says, I have to say, I hate it when poncing scum who live on that. <laughs> Are you sure Ponting Scum is an episode there, there, Well, you have to listen to the rest of it. Is there more? Yeah, there's a good episode, are there? I have to say I hate it when Ponting Scum, who live off our taxes, commit inhumane and cruel acts against innocent animals. How come these uncivilised people are allowed to roam free doing this kind of thing? And then they put some, uh, put some uh, links to other stories where they put, like, this cunt, and, this, <laughs> and, and that, the, the link to that, or this sadistic person, another link to that. And then she says, let's get these people in prison now. Once we have done that, maybe round up the wayward person who killed the first one once. While the aforementioned dicks are allowed to do it again and again. It's just a rant, Rob. Um, can I petition for Poncing Scum Who Live Off Our Taxes? Oh, Poncing Scum Who Live Off Our Taxes, good episode title. But also, Inhumane and Cruel Acts Against Innocent Animals is a beautiful episode title and does sum up a lot of our stories. Quite I have well. to say that's possible in the greatest episode. Inhumane and Cruel Acts Against Innocent Animals. Yeah. yeah. As you said, and, and it epitomises so much of our podcast, it, 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 strangely. It, it does. Uh, last comment, Rob. Right. I just wanted to end on a note of sort of, you know, reason. Bexley says, I expect the parents of these little angels were either pissing it up in a pub or getting some new tattoos done. What scum kids spawn of scum parents? I hope in my inflection there I have, I have sort of managed to give a good impersonation of the mentality of these people. I think you have. And again, I, li- I like the assumption that the, these, these kids obviously bling, uh, belong to the, you know, the, the doll scrounging. These could, be, these could be posh rich kids. Rob, can I ask you a question? For all we know, the, these could have been vi- the Viscounts to some sort of, you know, member of the aristocracy who literally asked for a swan to bring to their dinner table. Yeah, that's highly possible, mm. Rob. Hence why the mother picture is in there. That's why maybe somebody is enjoying it now with a side salad of chips. Yeah. Rob. Um, I think we mean Pomfries. We have a problem because we've just picked out a brilliant episode title. Mm. But surely Scum Kids Spawn of Scum Parents is also <laughs> a classic. <laughs> I mean... Oh, God. Oh, we, do you know, I, I reckon every episode we have quite a few contenders. We do. But, they, I mean, this is, this is a challenge. I think the last one... We haven't had so much, uh, so much choice since uh, the last episode. 
Yeah, indeed. Mm. Okay, Rob, have you got a story for us? Yes. Uh, Is it bird-related? It's not, no, it's not. It's two short stories for us. Um... The first one is from the Ilford Recorder. It's by uh, Beth Waite. Uh, it's only short story, as I said. Uh, Ilford voted second worst place to live in Britain. Oh, my God. really? Yeah, apparently so. I've been to Ilford. It really wasn't that bad. Oh, I, I'm, yeah, I've been to Ilford. I'm, I, there's certainly worst place in the UK. Hmm. Well, apparently there's only one worst place. But Yeah, what is that worst place? Uh, I... Yeah, I'll come on to that. Oh. Can you let me guess before we get there? What I was going to do at the end of the article, I was going to let you guess the top ten. Yes, please. Yeah. Now, again, testing my knowledge of geography, yeah. because I have to find ten places Although, to I don't think your geography needs to be that good, let's put it that way. Uh, are they big cities, though, Rob? Are some of them big cities, or are they all small things? That's where I might struggle. Well, we'll come on to that. Okay. Ilford has been voted one of the worst places to live in a survey. In the Right Move Home, sorry, in the Right Move Happy at Home Index, completed by nearly well, okay. 50,000 people. I just want to stop you there. Yeah. Right Move are a, co- are a company, right? Yeah. Estate agents. Yeah. Um, I have nothing good to say about estate agents, and if you are an estate agent listening to this, um, kill yourself. I wouldn't. Wasn't going to go that far. Oh, I, was I see. Say, sorry, right. Just stop <laughs> and seek help, Rob. If I'm Right Move, right, I'm assuming that Right Move have properties on their web listings in Ilford. Now, it doesn't seem to me to be an ex- a very good promotional tool to start slagging off certain cities where you sell properties. That's a very good point. So, can you imagine, like, the estate showing around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this is, guess what? This is the second worst place to live in the UK. Don't worry, there's one underneath this, so you're getting a bargain. I mean, how can you sell this? There's no way to re to sort of reframe this. No, but what's worse? It's on the up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what, you know, you. Let's face it, there's some places, especially around London, that have been gentrified, like places like Peckham is a perfect example, where you start to see, you know, delicatessens, hipsters, wankers, basically. Greg's. Greg's, that's right, yeah, the Greg's delicatessen. Um, anyway, so, Right Moves Happy at Home Index, completed by nearly 50,000 people, Ilford came in second place out of 111 areas just behind East London. Again, quite broad. But the Ilford entire is in of East, East London, London, isn't it? Well, te- technically it's Essex, I think it's, it? Yeah, I think it's technically Essex. Right. Um, uh, respondents were asked to rank 12 factors about their home life, including safety, recreation, and contentment. Ilford came in last, uh, sorry, came in last for well-being, while East London was ranked lower so for ne- decor and neighbourhood. Neighbourhood. Which neighborhood. one was? Which one was? What, what place was that? Ilford. Ilford came uh, last for well-being, while East London was low, was ranked lowest for decor and neighbourliness. Neighbourliness. There we go. Right. Okay. So, top 10 worst places to live in Britain. Glasgow. I'm going to know. You have to narrow it down. I don't know any parts of Glasgow. Oh, yeah, sorry. That, that's the, no, it's, it's closer to us. Well, there, there's no Scottish place in the top ten. No Scottish place. Well, I thought they would all be Scottish. Yeah, no Scottish no, place. I've Scottish living. I've got Scottish blood, so don't lynch me. <laughs> I have got Scottish blood, and I'm allowed to say yeah, that. Yeah, but you I bought just, it off the internet. Yeah. Uh, okay. Catford. Uh, or Lewisham. Catford's not on there, uh, although South East London is. And in a, in, a, in a number nine. Why? I love South East London. Yeah, but, no but you just said Catford is a shit hole. No, I like Catford. I've got no problem with Catford. Okay. I'm just going on what I think the populace said. Well, so I think South East London being on there is strange. Right. South East London's nice. Um, Possibly. Yeah, a lot of it. I, I don't have a problem with any of it. Um, I'm, I'm lost now after that. It's flummoxed me. Give me a, give me a hint. Uh, another part of London. Well, it ain't going to be West London, is it? West uh, London, number ten. 
So people don't like living in West London. Yeah, one of the most expensive parts of London. I'm not sure I trust the reliability of this. this right, I'm going to give you a little clue. Having lived in West London, I can't imagine what's not to like about it unless you live in a shithole. Yeah, I'm going to give you a little clue. These places are all in London. <laughs> and the top ten, every everything on this list, with the exception of Ilford that you could argue is in sure Essex, the they're all in London. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, what are they? Okay, so in uh, number one, East London. Number two, Ilford. Number three, Croydon. Number four, East Central London, <laughs> which seems very specific. Why move and drop the ball on this? Five, and then uh, this is why I think this is completely wrong. Five is Twickenham. Now, if anyone's ever been to Twickenham, we're talking very, very salubrious. But, but the problem very is wealthy. Right, part of this survey is based about contentment, and couldn't it be that just a lot of people, these people, are just depressed? Well, it could be, yeah. And also, people will largely only respond to a survey when they've got something to complain about. True. Uh, number six, Enfield. Seven, North London. Harrow North is number London. eight. Yeah. So basically, out of this I don't list, feel so bad East about London, South North East. London, West London, and South East London have all been covered. South West? South West is on the list. But you see, I feel better about South East London being on there now because if people, even people in North London are complaining <laughs> and West London, I don't know what the world's coming to. <laughs> okay, what's your next story? Unless there are any comments on that. No, there isn't, unfortunately. Not really surprising. Um, my next comment is from the story. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you always getting comments and stories. Middle, middle yeah, I conf- yeah, I get confused. Uh, it's from the good old SNJ. It's by the SNJ reporter. I think after 101 episodes, you would have sorted that out by now. Yeah, well, you know, it's been a long day. Um, the headline, a real toy story. Woody doll lost in Southwest. London? No. So I'm no, confused. just in the, yeah. in the Southwest. Right. Right. Okay. Mirroring the plot of Toy Story, a Woody, a Woody doll has been separated from its real-life owner. Bev McNeil, 50, rescued the wooden doll by the side of the M4 as she drove from Heathrow Airport to Marlborough. Mul- well, she's Lordship. assuming it's a rescue, isn't she? she, she for all she knows, somebody has willfully discarded their Woody doll out of the uh, window of their car. And they've said, you know what? I don't fucking like you, Woody. And they've thrown it out of the window. Absolutely. And yeah. it's on the M4. I mean, I don't know how she thinks that a child's dropped that on the side of the M4. Was there a Buzz Lightyear nearby? Uh, unfortunately not, no. Right, Slinky Dog? No. That dinosaur thing? No. Right. No Miss Pizarro Header either. No. Determined to return the doll to its home, Mrs. M- Miss McNeil took to the internet to try and reunite old friends. Now an online campaign has started to get Woody home, with Mrs. McNeil setting up the, the Twitter hashtag, Get Woody Home. Do you know what, Rob? This is not... A, I'm strange. being serious. This is not a bad plot idea for a Toy Story 4. A Toy Story that embraces sort of the modern age of, of social media and everything. Because you could imagine a Toy Story 4 where Woody gets lost and somebody finds him and it sparks an internet campaign hmm. with a Twitter feed and everything. There you go, Disney, Pixar, whoever makes the film. There's your plot. Do, do we not need copyright now? They, they could do it in England. No, don't, don't, don't just give it to them. Make them work for it. Yeah, that well, obviously that's our idea. We've talked about it. It's intellectual property. If you want to use it, you have to pay us for it. I'm not sure if that's legal, but... Yeah. Well, we'll soon find out. Yeah. Uh, the campaign is now gathering, gathering serious momentum with Toy Story writer and Pixar director Andrew Stanton retweeting him. Right. So they are interested. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maybe it's her intellectual property now, come and think about it. I'm not sure. I'll have to consult our local anaesthetic lawyer, Lionel Hutz, and find out. <laughs> um, I'm going to do one more quick story. Although, I think story is pushing the boundaries of journalism. Right, so you've gone from two short stories to three, just slipping in Well, it's because this isn't really technically a story. Right. So I was on the Gloucester Citizen website, as I do, you know... The Citizen? Okay, on a Citizen, yes. Uh, and uh, I, I saw uh, a link, because I just assumed that... You know when New Shopper tends to do stories which are just blatant plugs for yeah. whichever 
uh, company that they, they decided to plug to this week. So I clicked on the story, and literally, so the, the headline is uh, Gloucester Night Out at Butlers. I don't know what Butlers is. I'm guessing it's a nightclub. Um, there's no journalist, just just by the citizen. And all it is, it's just a series of ten photographs of people on a night out. Can I see them? Well, of course you can, Alex. So, uh, are they humorous? Not particularly, no. Right. Uh, so uh, there you are. So um, some some people there in. Uh, can some... I just scroll? I think uh, it's fair to say that most of them are attractive young women. Right. That's not why I wanted to look at the pictures. I was. I, I wouldn't say you were, but. Uh, I mean, I how do I scroll through these, Ron? Uh, I think oh, there's a uh, an yeah, hour. Yeah. There we go. Hmm. Anyway, dead air being a crime and all that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, thanks. Uh, all I'm saying is, if, if they're willing to print that kind of shit, I think, really think we should contact them. What? And, and ask them to what? Promote our podcast? Basically, yeah. Yeah, good idea. And then maybe offer them a night out. I mean, the only problem is that we have been sort of making sort of... Uh, Disparaging comments. And also referencing the paper in a Nazi-esque uh, voice every time on the podcast, which could dent our hopes for getting in the paper. You know, Alex and Rob, who affectionately re- uh, uh, refer to our paper as a citizen, said in a, in a, in a, in a fake Nazi German accent, have, have been doing we... their podcast for 101 episodes. <laughs> have we ever specifically said it was a German accent? Could we try and maintain it was Austrian? Either way, Rob. Either way. Okay, Rob. Now... You know, we've had your little distraction. Back to the bird stories, which is all anybody's listening <laughs> no, of to. Of course, yeah. yeah. Of course. Uh, I've got two for you here, Rob. Two. Uh, the first one is actually quite a short one, Rob. Um, but uh, it was from the Daily Echo, and my father sent me this story last mm. night to complete my collection of bird stories. It's by T- Toby Wadey. Nice. And it's from Sunday the 8th of June, Rob. It's a very recent, because today's Monday the 9th. Yeah. Eagle flies into living room in Broadstone. Nice. Nice. An eagle flew into a woman's living room as she watched the French Open final in Broadstone this afternoon. Does that matter? I mean, I, I do know that eagles are a fan of Well, I'm pleased, though, that they give us that piece of information. I'll tell you why later. Right. Wendy Morrow was at home with her friend, Karen Ruddleson, and her two dogs, Coco and Udo. Right. Not to make sense of there. When a surprise <laughs> visitor swooped into the house, a fucking eagle. Robert, can I just show you the eagle sitting you on the fireplace? It's a big eagle. Oh, bloody hell. Imagine that, just sitting there. Like a... That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not a buzzard. It's not a kestrel. It's an eagle. Maybe it escaped from Eagle Heights. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I saw a hiccup at the same How time. How did now. the eagle fly through the window? Must have been a big window. Yeah. Did it say through a... Yeah. French doors? No, it's French open. Hey. Hey. French hey. Open. hey. Was it that? That's a good comment. Was it through a French doors? Because she was watching the French open. Get it? Pun? No. Anyway. <laughs> it's a hot day, so we had the doors open. You see? French doors. And we were watching the tennis, then suddenly all hell broke loose in our living room, she added. This enormous black thing flew in and the dogs went absolutely berserk. That's the eagle. It looks more brown to me, but anyway. <laughs> Wendy promptly called Wessex Bird of Prey Rescue, which quickly deployed an officer to collect the bird, later identified as a Russian steppe eagle, or steppe eagle, S-T-E-P-P-E, called Boris. Boris had earlier gone missing from Beacon Hill oh. landfill site in Corf Mullen. Sorry, what? <laughs> that's the end of the story Robert. it just ends abruptly so right why would <laughs> okay so it's an eagle called Boris who apparently lives on a landfill it doesn't that remind you of Kez it does <laughs> what, why was it living on a landfill I don't know Rob maybe sort down... of rudimentary security measure maybe it was down on its luck maybe that's a good point yeah, yeah. as most uh, eagles are these days I think government have slashed bird benefits You're pretty right. heavily under this coalition 
Speak Up Brown says, why hasn't, why hasn't Eagle got its wings folded? Poor show, Daily Echo. Because as you know, they always show pictures of people crossing, oh, their, arm, crossing their arms yeah. in annoyance. Uh, Sabichi Head says, I too was watching the French Open final this afternoon. As I lay naked on the leather settee with the patio doors wide open, <laughs> what the heck should come through them? I only stand the milkman wanting payment for my last 42 pints of skimmed. Oh, I obviously haven't got my wallet on me, Stan, I pleaded. He agreed to return Wednesday 10am for a full payment. Bizarre. I, I'm not sure what to make of that. Well, Hobbard says, and the point of your comment is obviously not to raise a laugh, as it's not funny. <laughs> uh, and I think, man, could it be comment of the week? I think maybe comment of the week, because it's it's a nice observation. Understated simply says, looks like he wasn't impressed to hear them using Hawkeye in the tennis match. Very good, very good. Yeah. There are no prizes for comment of the week. It's just something me and Rob do. And yep. We don't even do it consistently. No. And my final story, Rob, on my bird-related theme takes us back, Rob. It's not a follow-up, but it will take you back to previous stories, Rob. Do you remember a story which I, I don't know, we're probably talking episode 50, 60 mark, somewhere around like that, about a bird attack. Didn't we have a few about bird attacks? There was, one, was there, there was a pigeon attack. There was the oh, dead crow. pigeon feeders. No, That's going really far back. No, I'm right? talking about when I say a bird attack, I mean on a human. A bird attacking a human. Do you remember that, those crows who attacked that woman? We had a good story about it. Yes. No, I, 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 I just think remember that. That annoys me. I remember every story in this podcast. Don't you remember a crow attack? It was brilliant. Yes. No, I, I do. It was about a crow attack on some women. On, on a woman, I think. Oh, on a woman, that's right. Yeah, yeah, women. I don't know women. how you don't remember. I remember I'm it sorry. anyway. Second of June, Mark Chandler, crow attack, terror returns to Elton <laughs> after jogger savaged by bird. Savaged, really yeah. savaged. A jogger has been savaged by a crow while running through an Elton park, sparking fears of a fresh wave of bird attacks. Right, fresh wave of bird attacks is a very good that episode is, yeah, title. That's true. That's true. Elton Park South achieved national fame in 2010. For a story you don't even sodding remember, after new shopper revealed how an angry crow with a taste for blondes was picking <laughs> off fair-haired female joggers. In fact, that was earlier than when we started our podcast. I was about to say! That, that must be an even more different story. I'm going to have to find that. I like that. A taste for blondes. A taste for blondes is a good name for a crime novel. Or a band. Yeah. Until this month, locals had assumed a danger had passed with no recorded incidents for four years, even in the spring when crows can get protective over their young. But all that has changed after Sarah Green was chased around the park on May 26th with reports that an elderly woman has also fallen victim to the taloned tormentor. Sounds like a wrestler. It does. Miss Green, 35, of Castlewood Drive, said, I, it swooped down very fast, landed on my head and started pecking away. It was the shock of it. It felt quite big and strong. I was shaking my head and flapping my arms and trying to get it off me. It had its claws in my hair. It was quite hard to shake it off. Bro, Rob, would you like to see a very cringeworthy photo of poor Sarah Green reenacting... <laughs> Reenacting this yeah. for us. Right. Describe okay. it for the listener. Uh, well, it's the lady... I mean, she's not even doing the movement. She's basically covering her ears for some reason and squatting. Yeah. Well, she's, I think I'm not sure how effective waving your arms would be. I think if, if it was me and there's a crow on my head, I think I'd just be making sort of, I don't know, punches at the crow. I suppose it's just a way, you know, flailing arms around yeah, stupidly. You punch yourself in the head a lot doing that each time you Well, meet. I do that anyway. Rob, would you like to see a very, yeah, if you remember the BBC Two show, The Day Today, yeah. would you like to see a very The Day Today-esque photo with a very The Day Today-esque caption? You know I would. Rob, this is brilliant. So I'm going to show you a picture of a crow. <laughs> right. And as I show you the picture, I'm going to read you the caption underneath. Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> and then, And then it's wow. put after Sinister... The crow. the crow, as if you need to be explained, that is a picture of a crow. 
Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know if that was that's the, I'd like to know the exact a, quote, yeah. Or if, if, if he, does he go by the name of Sinister? Is that his tag? Is that his handle? <laughs> yeah. uh, Miss well, Green. Boris the Eagle, Sinister the Crow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. And then those, maybe they're responsible for the death of the swarms. His gang. Boris and Sinister. Can I just say, if that's going to be a children's book in the future, and that's my, again. What, Boris and Sinister? Yeah. Or Sinister? Boris, or... no. Boris the Eagle and Sinister the Crow. Okay. I mean, it'd be, it'd be quite graphic, but... Not in that way, I hope. Miss Green, who was jogging to train for the Tough Mudder Endurance Race, oh, yeah. admitted nothing had prepared her for the experience on May 26th, as the crow then came at her a second time, in quotes, harder and faster, tearing off... <laughs> yes? Okay. Tearing off... Speaking of graphic, tearing away the bobble holding her hair in place. Perfect. She said, I saw a guy with a dog and ran over to him for a bit of safety in numbers. Luckily, as I moved away from the tree, it didn't pursue me for a third time. The man told me... You're not the first and you won't be the last. Again, sinister. <laughs> I, like, I like the fact that he's... he's that would scare me, no? <laughs> You're not the first and you won't be the last. I'm going to think what's about to happen here. He sounds like the kind of sort of, you know, the, the, the old man in horror films. He sort of comes like, you won't be the first and you won't be the last. I think that is what he was. I think he just spends all of his life... Really mangy, you know, you know, dishevelled, long beard. Yeah. Dead Miss, dog. Miss, Miss Green was <laughs> Dragging it down by, <laughs> down by a lead. Miss <laughs> Green was not injured by the crow, but on returning home... Well, I don't understand how she wasn't injured, considering she said she was mauled by it. It landed on her head and pecked away. How were there no injuries? Anyway, on returning home, searched for other attacks online and was astonished to discover New Shopper's previous story detailing similar attacks at the same spot. She said, it certainly put me off running around the park. I think I'm going to stick to the roads for a wee while. I don't know if she is Scottish. Right, Rob, I'm going to remind you of this previous story now, and you will now suddenly remember it, because I'm going to show you the picture of the woman, and you will well, never we'll see. We'll you will we'll never see. have forgotten the woman. Fellow crow attack victim, Edna Lunt. You remember Edna Lunt? Edna Lunt. Who was attacked right. in her Catford garden back in 2010, so I must have read it back as a historical story. Oh, yes. Shh. Right, Rob, this is the picture of Edna Lunt. Do you remember her? The glamorous oh, God, lady yes. yeah, in oh, the no, very no. glamorous white dress in her garden. She, yes. put, she got all doled up for the new shopper picture. She's about 90. Um... <laughs> Rob, Edna Lunt, make sure you say that name correctly, yeah. has warned that the mental scars can take longer to heal. So what mental scars? Well, listen, Rob, the 81-year-old dancer said... She's not still a dancer, I'm sorry. She says about these mental scars, the crows are still here. <laughs> right. There are three of them. My man friend, he always says to me, they're your mates. This 81-year-old has a man friend who says to her about the crows in her head. They're your mate. Because I, I think she means they're still here in her head, Rob. Okay. Circling and circling. I they're think never... her man friend's in her head as well. Yeah. Well, quite possibly. I think it's the bloke from the, the park. The crows are here again. It's the bloke from the park, Rob. <laughs> she says, but they're not my mates. I don't know why, but it's like they just don't like me. They come down and court me. We reckon it's because of my blonde hair. So it's still happening, Sorry, Rob. I mean, it's still happening. The woman can't step outside with crows cawing at her. But, Unless it's builders and she's getting that confused. <laughs> um, it's because of her blonde hair, Rob. But, uh, sorry. Uh, her lovely blonde hair. I thought, hair. are we talking about physical birds? You know, I thought, I, I, thought, I generally thought that, we, that she was being traumatised mentally by birds. Well, she is, because she's saying it affects her because of the fact that, uh, that, that, that crows don't like her. Every time she steps out the, the door, she's heckled by the it's crows. Not, it's not like she falls asleep at night and then as soon as she closes her eyes, she just hears the... the crow! Crow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you! Rob, I'll let you be the judge of that because uh, she added, 
Sometimes when I go out the front door, they start squawking at me. Now when I open the door and they're out there, I shut it again quickly. Once you've been attacked, it really puts you off. Mental scars, Rob. This woman can't leave her home because of crows. Um, <laughs> sorry, Rob, this article gets more bizarre. I'm just gonna... He lives over there, said an Elton cafe worker, pointing towards a clump of trees before shouting after me, You'll never find him! You're not a woman! And you're not blonde. So this investigative Again, are we still keeping with the crows? So this investigative journalist has gone knocking around doors in this area and said, where's this crow? And he's gone, he lives over there. Over there, near the trees. But you'll never find him. What the fuck is you're wrong with Pete Bonanza? <laughs> Rob, do you want to see... Do you want to see new shoppers front page from 2000? This was on their front page! 2010. The original story. It's a classic. Right. I want you to look for the giant picture of the crow and I want you to read the headline out for the listeners. <laughs> There's a massive crow which is almost completely obscuring the the, the, sh- the word shopper over the top of the paper. And what's the headline? With the headline like? Could it kill? <laughs> and kill is, is in red. red. Blood red. What a brilliant. And, and what I love, Rob, is I can just make. <laughs> Rob, elsewhere in this, uh, on, this, on this front page from 2010, are six things you may not have known about crows. And another little feature when crows go bad. <laughs> Which sounds like a, like a, I don't know, a Channel 5 show with Danny Dyer. It, it really does. <laughs> when crows turn. So the journalist, Rob, says, Last Friday I waited for several hours to see Elton's notorious crow, crow in action. But he failed to swoop, despite rumours an Aldi woman had also been attacked. Sorry, did you say eight hours? Uh, several hours. Several hours. I he was sitting in a path for several hours waiting for a crow attack. Well, he might have been doing something. Doesn't like a, bit, a, a, a productive use of his time, although his new shop journalist said probably was. He might have found time for a quick hand shandy, Rob. <laughs> You're right. From, uh, the man with the, from the man with the dead dog. <laughs> yeah. I even attempted to lure him down by doing a few light jogs around the trees. But he just stayed in the branches, oh, eyeing me suspiciously. I love you. So this person tried to encourage a crow to attack them. Could so they could get a good story. Andy Parks is really pushing these journalists hard. You go down that park and I don't care what it takes. I want you to get attacked by that crow. I want blood. Look, you need to get the skimpiest sports outfit you can find and the blondest wig and if you don't get attacked you ain't coming back son oh. and that and that was uh, that was to Alan Woods yeah, I mean by the crow that was to Alan Woods that's a disturbing <laughs> thing um, other joggers stayed warily away keeping to the other paths presumably warned in advance Elton's most dangerous predator had returned it could be that or it could be the fact that you're sitting there looking look like a madman waiting for a crow attack ended the article Rob I sat down on the nearest bench and the crow landed on some fencing behind me cawing menacingly before flying off towards the park Perhaps searching for another victim. Right. Um, just one comment from Laurel2011 says, New shopper, do you even know what the word savaged means? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'll point, I made it at the, the top of the story. Fantastic. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I only, Like I said, I only just wish that he was in drag while doing this. And uh, hopefully that'll be next week's story. Indeed. <laughs> Okay, Rob, um, after all these bird stories, I'm sure you're desperate to get onto another theme. Uh, and it's time for our listener story segment of the week, which, again, I'm assuming is not about birds. No, no. Shame. Uh, it is horse-related. Well, sorry. I've blown it. It is animal-related. I've given it away. It's horse-related. Now, as you remember last week, uh, Craig sent us in uh, a plethora of, of stories from the Worlds Online website. And oh, yeah, said- do you know I'd forgotten all about this? Now, you read out the one... That- 
Okay, remind the fantastic story. Th- th- this was a story from Wales mm. Online, which featured something like their twenty most bizarre, like interesting, 40, 40 most bizarre 40 stories from their archives. Most bizarre stories from the archives, which was like gold dust. Was, thank you so much, Craig, for that. And you read me out one. You've already, and you're going to work over the next few weeks. You're going to t- pick out the best ones. And last week you read one of my favourite ever stories about a funeral um, hearse. Yes. Um, Trying and failing to get a, a, a drive-through takeout at KFC yeah. with the coffin in the back. <laughs> the coffin in the back. That was brilliant. Yeah. What What's it this week, Rob? Okay. So the headline is. So I do remember asking you for one to read out this week. So hopefully it is that one. Search continues for man who tried to board train with horse. <laughs> yeah, I, I said I wanted to know that this one this week. So again, it's another tried and failed story. Yeah, Hearst tries to go into KFC and can't fit through the. the, the, the you you, you the could barriers. argue. I mean, with at least with the Hearst, they, although they failed getting uh, KFC, they did. Pay, they didn't then park up in in Starbucks car park. So at least they got coffee out of it. But what I like about this, Rob, is as well is the subtle change as wordplay. Hearst last week to horse this week. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure there's going to be so subtle next week. I'll do my best. Yeah, try. Uh, animal welfare officers are trying today to crack down on a man who attempted to board a train with a pony. And took... <laughs> Sorry. A there pony? A... That makes it even funnier. <laughs> there, there is a picture. Uh... A train? A train? <laughs> it doesn't... Right, I need, okay. to fi- I need to finish this. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> to board a train with a pony and took it to the hospital accident emergency department. <laughs> what? Sorry. He was trying to board a train with the pony to take it to NE. Yes. <laughs> As you would, Alex. You couldn't get on the so bus. Hang on. A human NE. Yes. So, on two counts of logic, he's completely failed. So the first thought he has, something's happened to this, this pony. And he thinks, I need to get it medical attention. And he thinks it would be appropriate to take it to an A&E ward where yes. they would say to him... We're doctor, we don't know how to fucking treat ponies. <laughs> yes. We're not vets. So that's his first point of logic, that I'm going to take it to a human A&E. Yeah. And then his second breakdown in logic is, and in order to get to the... So, so he's, already, you know, he's starting on a false basis here. But in order to get there, I'm going to take it on the train. Right. I, is this I, I, man okay? I, <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with this, Alex. What area is this in here? Uh, this is Wales. Ah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and also, mate, I've heard that the Wales, you know, we've always been told that the NHS in Wales is pretty shocking at the moment. So, you know, probably wouldn't have been that good for anyway. True. Uh, a man believed to be no, uh, believed to be a traveller known as Joe, trying to get on a train. At <laughs> it's Wrexham. not Jippo Joe, is it? From my uh, comments from New Shopper, yeah, it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I tried to get on a train to Wrexham and journey to Holyhead on Saturday evening. But he was turned away by the train conductor before trying to buy tickets for himself and the head, animal. Tell the head in Anglesey. Uh, yes. Where I've spent many a uh, happy time in my youth. I know Hollyhead very well. Oh, okay. Right. Are we going anywhere this? <laughs> no. Right. Uh, the man also took the, took the horse to Wrexham Mallow Hospital's A&E department. Uh, On the train as well? No, I think yeah, there was a separate... I mean, he just ride it there. It was a bit deceptive, because it does imply that he was, he was boarding the train to try and take it to the A&E department. Uh, Wrexham Council animal welfare officers are trying to trace the man to ensure the pony is in good health. Well, obviously not, because he's trying to take it to A&E. Do we know why he tried to take the pony to A&E? I'll come on to that. Mm. Um, oh, no, sorry, it doesn't come on to it, because it doesn't say. Uh, Arif Traeswell said, whilst it allows uh, dogs and other small animals on its range, large beasts such as horses are not, are not permitted for... Horses, rhinoceroses, elephants. Yeah. yeah. Do they and have to go through an exhaustive list? Uh, <laughs> no ponies. Test. 
Anything bigger than a badger, no. Uh, yeah, could you take, that's a good question. Could you take a badger onto a train? It sounds like some sort of sexual fetish, doesn't it? Train badgering. <laughs> Would you? I think with a badger, you'd, I think you'd have to prove that it hasn't got a TB. Mm. Um, uh, such as horses are not permitted for common sense reasons. I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, a, spoke, a, a spokesman said, apart from dogs, all other animals have to be in a basket or a cage. Uh, obviously it's common sense that we don't allow horses or ponies on the train he tried to buy a ticket was refused and left at the, left at the station does that mean you can take a pony into a, into a train if you've got it in a cage I believe so yeah. can you imagine <laughs> that's quite a horrendous image yeah I'm, you could use one of those sort of supermarket cages you see them you know it has to be a small you know that you see them wheeling the product oh yes of course that's has to be quite a small pony though. I think you would have to break the pony to get it in there break its legs yeah yeah. maybe that's why he's trying to go to an egg he's trying to force it into a cage yeah but that means you, 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 you... this man was trying to force a pony into a cage <laughs> broke its legs and had to go to an egg which it kind of implies that in which case he had to take the pony with him maybe he couldn't get a pony sitter then had to take the pony couldn't leave, couldn't leave the pony home by itself had to take on the train he was ill himself and in fact this man was doing the pony a good turn Obviously not by breaking Rob, legs. The only thing which I'm worried about is I really do hope, and I mean, I really do pray and hope that this injury, which we don't know what it even was, because you're saying this excellent journalist doesn't even bother to mention it. I really hope that whatever happened to this pony, Rob, wasn't sexually related. You know, we've heard of people trying to marry their horses, maybe this man and the pony, you know, getting involved in some sexual acrobatics and uh, the ponies come out worse for wear. It happens. It does. Especially in Wales. <laughs> That's true. The Western Mail understand the traveller is known to animal welfare, of- animal welfare officers in the Wrexham area. A spokesman for the Wrexham Manor <laughs> Hospital is unable to do anything for the well, animal. That's pretty tragic, isn't it? This guy is known to them. So this isn't the first... You know, what, what else has he done? I'm just like, no, what else has he done, Rob? You know? Well... <laughs> Try to take a badger on a, on a, on a flight? <laughs> <laughs> Camel on a bus? Camel, camel on the bus is a good one. Leopard on a jet ski. <laughs> Leopard on a horse. Oh, <laughs> Leopard on the motorbike, like your horrendous t-shirt you were wearing that time. Which, by the way, I, I can no longer bring myself to wear. Thanks very much. It's hideous, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, our understanding from the CCD, the CCTV, I can't even say it, the CCTV, from the footage, yeah, that's it, is that it may be the same person that was at the station, but we're not sure. Um, a spokesman for the RSPCA stressed it was the only it was only safe for animals to travel. <laughs> really? Does it need to? Do they need to intervene in this? Rob, did he try and get on the train and, the, and pa- other passengers said, "What the fuck are you doing?" Or did somebody from the railway actually step in and go, "No, no, no, no"? The, the conductor. You can't put a pony on here, mate. I think those two. Problems you have to take the bus. <laughs> well, what, what, I think uh, the issue I have. With I reckon he just put it on the back of a bike. <laughs> Maybe. Or we'll put it in a sidecar. Scooter. Could be. Could Skateboard. Be. Skateboard. Skateboard <laughs> um, on each leg. My, my problem is the fact that roller skates. Strap it to its legs. You're done. Wheel it along via a chain. Mm, it's interesting. Is that animal abuse? Probably. <laughs> it takes you back to the raccoon. The raccoon. Yeah. The water shopping centre <laughs> on, on, on a unicycle, Rob. I think my main problem is the story because if you read, if it just just go back to one of the earlier comments, it, it does say that um, he was turned away by the train's conductor before trying to buy a ticket. So I think the problem was the horse didn't have a ticket. <laughs> So he actually he actually approached the ticket booth with a pony. Yeah, two for uh, t- two two tickets to. Uh, d- does the pony that's, get a discount? Right, that's a good question. Actually. Actually, got I've been to Wrexham station, mm-hmm. and you have to go through the booking office. Why did no fucker stop yeah, him on the way through? It suggests that he bought a ticket before getting the train. 
I'd love that someone sold a ticket and maybe it's just some trying to make a bit of money on the side. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be thirteen pound fifty for the return to uh, to, to Hollyhead. Small uh, pony. Yeah, yeah, your pony. And a pony points. for the pony. Nice, hey, very nice. Yeah, good. Um, <sighs> and uh, the the, the, the RSPCA just finished this quote by saying, "Clearly, train stations and trains are not the place for the horses and ponies to be." He said. Can I ask you a question, Rob? Did Craig submit another story this week? Uh, no. Because I reckon this was his way of just having a few weeks off. Because <laughs> he submits us stories every week, so he sends us this and just goes, look, guys, you're done for 14 weeks. Look, keeps us happy. It looks like we're getting stories on a weekly basis, although we say it's not. You know, if the podcast keeps going, that's all we care about. Yeah, does this technically count as a listener story? He sent a story with a link to 14 other stories. I guess it does. You know... I've said it before, Alex. Let's not criticise the listeners. We've got so few. We don't. We, we can't afford to lose any more. Indeed. And on that note, and Rob's joking, of course. We have plenty of listeners, but we, we, we are very self-effacing on this podcast. But um, I guess that brings episode one hundred and two to a close, Rob. And am I going to start saying this again? I think I am. We look forward, Rob, with a mixture Alex, of eager anticipation Alex, Alex, and trepidation. Let, let, let. Let's yeah, just stop this now. <laughs> Why? I'm really looking because we've got 98 episodes to go to the as we look, as we as we march ever forward like a wounded pony making its way to an A&E department to <laughs> like episode 200. Pony. <laughs> <laughs> what's our next milestone? 125, 150. What would we celebrate next? We're we need to celebrate our 20. Our, our so we'll celebrate 125. So okay. that's what we're moving on to next. Anyway, we've got in podcast now. We're over time. Goodbye. Yeah. See you. God bless. And take care. Bye.